Shark Dropper Studios presents to you Top 5 5, five 4, four three, 3 2 1 Hello, everyone. Welcome to Shark Droppers Top 5 Podcast. My name is Derek Tropel. I am the host of the Oversell Podcast here on the Shark Dropper Network at Blog Talk Radio. And I've pulled together some exciting talent here for this top five greatest wrestlers of all time. Wrestling is, to me, and uh, hopefully to my co-host today, is one of, is an art form that is like nothing else. Um, it is storytelling, it is action, it is excitement, it is great thrills, it is uh, great stories. And to help me out today, I've got Fred with the Kfabe Connection, at the letter K, F-A-B Connection on Twitter. I've got host of the three-handled moss-covered wrestling podcast at Shaggy Black on Twitter. And my friend Kyle from the Word of the Bay and Shark Dropper podcast at Kyle WOTB on Twitter. Guys, thank you so much for coming on and helping us out. We're doing this top five greatest wrestlers. Yes, sir. Hey, no problem, bro. You got it, man. It's great to have you so host we'll a show that dive. I usually do. <laughs> do what? So it's great to have you host one of our shows. Yeah, and I'm really excited. I love being on the Shark Dropper Network. I mean, me and Kyle. Um, Kyle's one of the guys that helped me get into podcasting and through podcasting, I've met Shaggy and Fred and we've become, all become good friends. And, you know, we, we talk wrestling pretty much every day. So this is a good way to get all of us together and pick each other's brains about top five, our top five greatest wrestlers of all time. So let's go ahead and get started. Fred, who is your number five? Oh, uh, so we got, and I'm just going to preface this. I'm not a list guy. And what yep. I was thinking of this, because when you say, well, who's your favorite wrestler? It's like, there's so many different facets of wrestler. Yep. There's promo work, there's in-ring work, psychology are, you know, are you considering all the different titles and whatnot? So I kind of thought of it in different categories. And so I'll just preface my picks with that. Um, I, I think of a, of a person who, you know, had a birthmark was just fat with a gut, had a lisp. I'm thinking of a person that did not have the look or just did not factor in at all to be someone that could actually be successful. And I'm talking about the late American dream, Dusty Rhodes, if Dusty you will. Rhodes. Man, yeah, Daddy. Dusty Rhodes, man. There, you know, the, uh, the promo, there's promo. He is the god of wrestling promos, if you ask me. There is no other better promo guy than Dusty, than Dusty Rhodes. In my opinion, agreed. In my opinion, I think um, how everyone has the benchmark like, oh, was it like Savage Steamboat-esque, you know, when you're talking about a great uh, match? 
I think if someone cuts a promo, a lot of people modern day, they're like, oh, the pipe bomb, the pipe bomb. But the go-to promo in wrestling, to me, if someone cuts a good promo, was it was it the hard times promo, right? I yep, think exactly. if you talk about benchmark, That's... what's better than the Dusty Rhodes hard times promo? Not, not many. Probably another Dusty Rhodes promo. I, I I I can't sit here and say that I will not name like six Macho Man promos, but this is not about top five promos. <laughs> this is about top five wrestlers. I'm glad you said that. You just talk. <laughs> you just gonna... talk about someone who, on a visceral level, um, people weren't cheering him. Oh, he's got a lisp. Let's be ironic and cheer him, like you know the people nowadays. Oh, let's let's cheer all the heels and let's just be ironic. Dusty Rhodes was beloved in, yep. like I said, birthmark, you know, overweight, lisp, everything working against him. But man, he could work the stick and the bionic. Bi- excuse me, I could swear I can talk. The bionic elbow as a finisher. You know, yep. we could even get into that. Best finishers, uh, just everything. Him and Murdoch too. You know, people yep. will go to WWF and see. Look at those polka dots, and I dread watching those tapes <laughs> but i'm talking i'm talking before that i'm talking the three-time nwa world heavyweight champion if you go back and watch that footage of when he captured the nwa title the first time in the the ruckus that ensued outside of the ring from fans and fans kind of like storming like it was nuts man mm-hmm and mm-hmm. I know it's kind of cliche, like, oh, if someone new gets the title, let's just pop, even if it's like the Miz or <laughs> notice, sorry, Miz, but oh, it's a new champ, so we're gonna pop. But that's a th- that reaction when he won the NWA title was pretty nuts, and yep. he was just a badass outside of the ring. I mean, him and and, and Murdoch fucking taking a donkey <laughs> into bars and stuff, <laughs> just getting the bar fight, you know, like he, how many great. great stories this guy have. But to me, I mean, three-time NWA champion, uh, you know, WCW. He worked. He, he people get on the dusty finish and the booking of him, but that's neither here nor there. We're talking about wrestling. I mean, WWE mm. Hall of Fame, WCW Hall of Fame, Wrestling Observer Newsletter Hall of Fame. Every game recognizes game and. You know, you look to Dusty and you think about one of the best feuds. You talk about the horsemen and Dusty. Mm-hmm. I, I, yep. It's it's for me, it's like all angles. Like you can go any angle you want to pick at. I, I got to go Dusty Road. So that's it. And uh, not to be too long winded, but yeah, <laughs> if you will, right. Dusty Road. Well, Kyle, who is your number five greatest wrestler of all time? All right, so I don't know that we we establish any kind of rules on the outset of this, so I'm just gonna uh, I'm gonna play it by ear. I'm gonna play this one by the seat of my pants. My number five uh, actually has a uh, combined weight of 451 <laughs> pounds. Uh, both stand at six foot two. Both are brothers related to each other, and there it might it's well. It's my favorite tag team of all time, of course. It's the Hardy Boys, uh, Matt and Jeff. Not just because Brother of like, Nero. not just because of the, their like <laughs> their uh, their the uh, the high flying antics in the ring, but because of like the weird fucking story, like with with uh, them yeah. and um, and uh, Lita. Yeah. Like. Oh man. Yeah. Like that's 
you know, that that's one thing. But the other thing is, is like, okay, pe- the people love offense. You know, you, you love offense, and you want to see that high flying offense. And the the these are the guys that you watch for excitement. You know, it's you knew they were going to be jumping off ladders. You knew they were going to be uh, doing all manner of things, and. They kind of represented who I was at that time, which was like, fucking, mm-hmm. I'm extreme, bro. Like, I'm listening to Lincoln Park and, <laughs> you know, growing my hair out long and throwing up some bullhorns in the ring. It's like, these guys were badass back in the day. They were something to look up to. And uh, they were definitely, like, you and your best, me and my best friend, we were the Hardy Boys, and we'd tag each other in and, like, do, like jump off the couches and tables. And, like, <laughs> Hardy Boys were my guys. Um, you need you need to see what they're doing with Matt Hardy now. Since he's lost the NWA World Title, he looks kind of like uh, the uh, the guy from um, that play that Johnny Depp did, uh, the butcher, the uh, demon barber. Yeah, that's oh, it. Uh, he uh, looks uh, he looks just like that guy now, and he's kind of just gone off his rocker. And he calls his brother Jeff, brother Nero. Oh, you're right. Oh, look at him. He's got like a weird streak through his hair, <laughs> like he's rogue from <laughs> X Men. Video is stuff of legend, dude. Yeah, he's, that, he's, that contract signing was great. He's doing a combination of like Bray Wyatt meets uh, uh, Dollar General version of Bray Wyatt meets. Uh, the barber from Fleet from like Fleet Street, what? Yeah, what's what, it, yeah. what it called? Oh man, Sweeney Todd, Sweeney, Sweeney Todd. Todd. That's it. Thanks, thank, Yeah, yeah. And you're just sitting there, and I when I first saw that, I'm like, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> I'm like, what is that accent? I'm like, man, this is like two minutes in. I'm like, no, nah, this is fantastic. <laughs> like, this is so bad, it's great. He just needs to go back yep. to being like the Nickelback of like professional wrestlers. <laughs> Oh my god. Like, that's this all. is how you I'm extreme, brother. Uh, well, on that point, Shaggy, let's move on to you. Who's your number five? Okay, good. Um, before I set my list on fire, I, <laughs> I, actually, I actually attack this as the most professionally as much as I can as much as I can do because people who know me and people who listen to me, I'm pretty much um not I'm unorthodox as shit. So like when I do these lists. And when I do, I don't really do lists often, but when I do these lists, they come from my heart and my brain. And even though my brain's heavier than my heart, at least I think, um, you know, I tend to try to do things right. But when I originally thought of this, when, when I heard top five wrestlers, I thought just like Fred did, promo promo work, how can they keep, like, how can they keep a crowd reacted, um, storytelling, ring, and ring psychology, so I took I took my five favorite wrestlers and put those aside because that's just my favorite wrestlers of all time. So I just put them aside and just start strictly wrestling like as a whole. So not like my top five doesn't have that, but though that's more personal and I'll fight you for anything if you guys say otherwise. <laughs> oh, he will, he will so fight this, you. I will do it. Don't say I will it, do it. Man. I am a exactly, bro. I, they call me Jeff. They call me Black Jeff Jarrett. I will hit you with a guitar, G. Okay, slap nuts. He's gonna yeah, sell exactly. out arena. One night only. You come down. You fight him in the ring. Every man for himself. I will strut on your grave. But <laughs> number five was it was it was once I got to one, two, and three, that was easy. But four and five was some of the hardest shit I actually ever had to do, and. I sat there because I was thinking about it for days. I'm like, man, who the fuck is my number five? Because I had it was two people that I had at five. 
So I went number five with the best there is, best there was, and the best there ever will be, and that's Bret Hart. The only uh, reason why he's so low is because of the fact that his promo work, just like the dude actually at my number four, his promo work wasn't all that great unless he was pissed off. Because if you go back and watch the matches that he had with Shawn Michaels, those promos came from his heart, and he was mad as hell. But when yep. you go back and he's fighting like, I don't know, like Yokozuna or hell, even his brother, those promos are not even all that great. But he's one of the only wrestlers that I know that can have the worst promo, but it won't matter because as soon as he gets in the ring, you forget about all of that. Because I never really remember Brett for his promos. I always remember Brett for his for his in-ring careers like his the crowds popped every time he comes out like he gave kids his sunglasses how come i never got those sunglasses that's fine i don't care <laughs> um i um i honestly was like and then just his in, he can make my list is also made up of guys that can make other guys look fan fucking tastic yep and he and you will see this because the guys on my list they could be the they could be dog shit and these guys can make them look fantastic and he is one of the ones one people that i think like even though he's at five it's a little too low but it's seriously what i think is when he comes to wrestler he's one of the first people i think of but i had just bumped them down because of the promo skills that's it that's the only reason that's a good one you know what i think brett hart when he hit his he hit his stride with promos when they finally let him go full-blown heel in america but yet face in Canada. Does because that make sense? He, but yeah, because he was fucking mad. He was legit. Yep. He was promoing from his heart. That's the only good promos yep. he had. But while he was a good guy, you like Hogan can cut promos. Yeah. Macho Man can cut promos. Good guys can cut promos. He couldn't. He needed help on that yeah. front. But that's like, he's one of the dudes. I never really cared for his promos. I never really tried. I just looked at his wrestling. When that fucking music hit, I'm like, oh shit, Bret Hart. Little Me's just like jumping around and shit. Trying to touch the TV screen to get my damn sunglasses, but to give it to some other kid because they're, you know, fuck them. But, you know, it's just. <laughs> I, but he had me enthralled. And he's not even my favorite heart. His brother yeah. is. But that's, once again, that's another list. So that's that's my five. Well, my number five guy, and I wanted to go ahead and get up because I know what you guys are going to say when I say them. Uh, I totally, uh, you're going to, I know what you're going to say when you react to this, but my number five is a guy I grew up watching in pro wrestling. I watched him every Saturday morning. I already, I watched him every Monday night at the mid South Coliseum. There were at the time of the territories, there was no better worker. There was no more money guy than Jerry, the King Lawler. He is my number five. Um, he is surprised. He's so low. Exactly. That's the one thing I'm saying. I'm like, holy shit. I actually thought he'd be two. Well, look at you, Mr. Memphis. Wait, put him at five. My list. My list. You'll you'll see where I'm going with my list. But, you know, Jerry Lawler captivated entire territory in Memphis. And this territory was actually Memphis, Louisville, Nashville, and uh, other parts, smaller parts. But, you know, people paid money to go in and either see Jerry Lawler whoop somebody's ass, or when he was a heel, get Jerry Lawler come get his ass whipped. He has packed the Coliseum. I think during the time of the money years of the Memphis territory, they were bringing in close to sixty-five to eighty-five hundred people a week 
uh, when he was facing Kamala, they brought out 13,000 people and another two or 3,000 had to be turned away that night at the Mid-South Coliseum. There was no, he could work a promo, he could work a match, and he, you know, he, he could do both sides of promos. He could cut a great heel promo, make you hate him. He could cut a great face promo, make you love him. And that's, that is my number five, Jerry, the King Lawler. Fred, who is your number four? All right. So I talked about defying the ads first, a guy that didn't fit the mold. Next, I'm going to go to a heel. And I know Shaggy, we were thinking about that, um, off podcast like man i don't want to be a homer and throw in my favorite but my favorites are my favorite for a reason <laughs> so all i gotta right. go with my favorite professional wrestler of all time and i was fortunate enough to meet him twice before he passed um and that's the late great rowdy roddy piper mm, that's a good I'm one not jealous. i'm not mm-hmm. jealous at all in my in my opinion and i think amongst a predominant portion of professional wrestling fans legends people in the business everyone you name it roddy piper is the greatest heel wrestler of all time easily the heat i i I mean and how funny is it in hindsight that him cracking the coconut over snooka he was the actual baby face <laughs> that is insane. insane, man. He's just trying to stop this murderer with this coconut. Like, you know, <laughs> you know without with, and without Roddy Roddy Piper, there would be no Hulkamania in the WWE. What, WWF. Why is that? Why is that? Was the foil to Hogan? Exactly. You, uh, you mean it, man? I'm really surprised that he's just that low, Fred. Because you already know where you already know where he's out on my list. But. Oh, and you know, I'll, I'll I'll chime in. You know, once we we get the rotation in, but yeah, yeah I was thinking from the sheer factor of uh, I think there's better wrestlers like in ring workers, mm-hmm. and in my opinion, I think that weighs a little more in certain mm-hmm. like as far as a criterion. Whatever, everyone has their own criterion, but for me, I know there's better workers, but overall. And just someone who made their 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 imprint on the business, and like Derek said, there would be no Hulkamania without Piper. All things considered, yeah, it's you're you're going with Piper. Um, the Piper's Pit. We get. I mean, how many the Peep Show, the the VIP Lounge, you know, the Car- Car- Carlitos Cabana, all these hack uh, wrestler shows. <laughs> it all started with Piper's Pit, and mm-hmm. Bobby the Brain used to say that he could leave Piper just in a room. And come back 20 minutes later and Piper's got like one of the greatest promos ever. He is just yep. so natural. And I think at a time too, where in an era where everything's so scripted, it's like we should be watching Dusty Rhodes and Roddy Piper videos on loop and just tell these guys, we're paying you <laughs> to do this job. Get on the mic and just say what you feel. And and fans yep. are going to respond to that a little more. And uh, he just, he had such a knack for making you hate him. One of the funniest signs I've ever seen, Roddy Piper has AIDS. That was an actual <laughs> sign. There's an infamous photo online of awesome. Piper. Like, he's got that smirk on his face. And he's coming to the ring, and there's a sign right in front of him. Um, Roddy has AIDS. Also, without Roddy Roddy Piper, we wouldn't have Hell Comes a Frog Town or They Live. <laughs> they that's, live that's is a fun, they live is a phenomenal that's an film. amazing movie it's like so it, underrated once again oh, i'm not it, trying to cry on this podcast so i'm gonna refrain from talking about that thanks 
Oh, Sh- Shaggy's the 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 super fan of that film, and I I know of Piper too, man. Actually, I'm sorry, it's not it's not underrated. It's got an 83 approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a great Dude, movie. Keith David hit Piper in the nuts like 30 times. That fight scene, epic. Oh yeah, yeah how next- could you forget? <laughs> and you know, you know, they live. You talk about they live. My favorite Piper movie was actually Body Slam, but that's a, that's a totally different. Oh, 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 I right before he passed, uh, he was with Colt, and they did a little interview. And oh man, we were we were t- laughing about Body Slam, and there were Body Slam questions, and him wrestling the bear, and oh, it was great. <laughs> yeah, man, Piper. Uh, just I had the utmost respect for him, and in meeting him, I got the uh, the the old school WWF Intercontinental belt signed by him. And wow, uh, I got awesome. it here in the cave, and that's the, like favorite wrestling possessions. It's that, and uh, I know his run with it was really short. He actually dropped it here in Indy to Bret Hart at WrestleMania. But man, all things considered, there's no greater heel uh, than Roddy Roddy Piper. So, Kyle, who is your number four? Okay, well, before I give out my number four, you're probably going to notice a, a, a theme with my list it, 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 because it concerns <laughs> kind of a, a specific era of wrestling. And I'm, cer- and I'm not going to lie, I'm cer- I just certainly don't have the knowledge that you guys have. I've only, I was only involved in wrestling from my uh, teenage years, and you know, I'm, I'm now I'm only casually keeping up with it. So you guys, I you know, surpassed me vastly in knowledge. But I still, I, I, these, so these guys, these these five guys are are going to be guys that to me personally mean a lot, and to me brought a lot to the table. So uh, there's one outlier on this list, and um, he's the guy that you know arguably got me into wrestling, or arguably made me stand up and take notice to wrestling. And it's not the guy you're thinking; it's the other guy. It's the guy that. Uh, was in Spider-Man and did Slim Jim commercials and did some of the greatest promo work. God damn it. Ever. <laughs> I was wondering Maybe. if there would be an overlap amongst us. Oh, there's, there's <laughs> yeah, always there overlap. Be. There will be. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the macho man, Randy Savage, just because oh, like yeah. his, the, the promos you talk, I mean, <laughs> like, I don't know what he was saying in his promos. Like half the time, like the cream rises to the top. Like, I'm going to do another 360, that kind of stuff. Like, what? what is he saying? What are you talking dude, about? Dude, <laughs> He's coked out of his mind. That's, that's why I didn't, couldn't say anything, because I'm trying to be respectful to Dusty, but goddamn, Macho Man is still, like, my favorite promo guy. He's fucking not just cream to the cream of the crop, but I still my favorite one is when he's cutting that promo on Jake Snake. Oh, like, man. What was that one? How insane. I really am right now. Yeah. <laughs> does, any, does anyone remember the infamous backstage interview? This is one of the funniest things ever with the cage set up and uh, Zeus and Macho Man and Sensational <laughs> Sherry cutting the no holds barred promo. Does anybody remember that? I remember it. It's not one of my favorites, but it's, it's still fucking hilarious. And, and sensational Sherry tries to like go around the cage and she has to like go in front of them and like duck. And it's just so botched and awkward, but she's like <laughs> climbing. She even climbs up this little prop cage and she's like, where are you going to go? Hogan? No holds barred. And Zeus is like, ah! Wait a minute, wait a minute. 
steel case. <laughs> Move the wheel around. There are no rules in a steel case. Is this oh. He's just growling. Rules, but he has no control. And when you get him with rules and regulations, he's like a fish out of water. But in our house, yeah, all you pukamaniacs are gonna finally see something. I love this era. They're just like they're like superheroes. And there's nothing that you can do about it. Oh, she's climbing up the cage. Okay, I want to honestly ask you guys: Did it fuck with you that Zeus's eye was going to the left on the? Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. (laughs) No, it kept fucking with me because it was like, as a kid, I didn't understand until I saw Friday, and I was like, "Hey, yo, Zeus!" (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, Zeus was Debo. Yeah, he was I just watched next Friday on Friday and my it was my wife's choosing. Oh <laughs> man. Put a ring on it. Your wife is actually just ten times awesome. You tell her that from my heart. <laughs> I will I will. <laughs> like well, oh, Shaggy, let's move on to your number four. All right. So once again, before I burn this motherfucker, <laughs> like I um once again I had a theme. Of like I said, I put my favorite wrestlers aside. Now some of my favorite wrestlers are in this, are on this list, but I put it aside because I once again I went on the topic of how they keep in, in, in actors when the crowd storytelling, wrestling, and of course promo work. And the reason why this dude overlapped my number five because he his his line of work is just phenomenal. Even for his short-lived career, I'm just going to get this out of the way. Derek, if you can help me start a yes chant, we can actually do this right now. Because you know you, and I know you can do it because we have video evidence of you actually doing it. So one more time for the man. Yes. 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 Everybody join in. Yes. 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 And like Brian Daniel, yes, Brian Danielson, yes, yes, there you go, yes, 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 get it very good pick, yes, yes, yes. Once you know, and it, yes, go ahead, go ahead. It, it just sucks. His career was cut so short due to injuries. Um, you know, he had that that WrestleMania moment was incredible. It was. It's fresh in our minds on how great he really was and we took and you know the casual fan who knows daniel bryan take you know they don't have as much knowledge as we have on that dude's career because this dude in roh was pretty much on the mount rushmore of best of roh wrestlers you know mm-hmm. he's that guy made that company along with many others but when he came to wwe when i found out he was coming to wwe it blew my mind because I'm like, holy shit, this dude's going to rock it. And then he was given to the Miz and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And even then he had a fucking match with Chris Jericho and made it look fucking fantastic. First episode of NXT. Yes, sir. First episode. Yeah. You know, what's funny too, Shag? And you talked about it too. Mm -hmm. The people that are casual fans and that's not a diss. Um, but that aren't familiar, they see the bearded, smiley, yes, dude. They fail to realize this guy 
was the you're gonna get your fucking head kicked it like he like just insane matches and you go back you can you can look at wxw you can look at ring of honor pwg yeah go back matter of fact go back you're listening to this podcast right now and you only know of daniel bryan's wwe career go ahead and google brian danielson roh i'm gonna have to do that look american dragon go look that shit up Watch his couple of his matches. Hell, watch his match against Morishima. That's still one of my favorite fucking matches to this day. Yep. yep. Shaggy, were you, were you too hoping that when he won at WrestleMania 30, that when the confetti fell and then the, the entrance hit, it wouldn't have been kill the rabbit, kill the rabbit. It would have actually, it would have actually been the final countdown. I would have, I would have loved if, it, dude, I'd have, I'd have fucking cried if it was Final Countdown. Or would it have been better if he came out to that, right? Yeah, like really. Actually, you know what, Freddie? It probably would have been better if he came out to. Uh, he's a man's man, like William Regal shit. When <laughs> 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 he, funny. no, I swear to God, no, he actually did that to William Regal. He had a match with William Regal on, I think, Superstars, and William Regal had his music played, and then somebody switched up his music to "He's a Man." His old WCW theme, and Regal turned around and was like, "Who the fuck?" And then Dale is in the room, is in the dying. ring, laughing his ass off, dying because <laughs> Regal was like, and he looks at Brian, he's like, "I'm gonna fuck you up for this." But <laughs> the reason why I selected him in five, once again, this is coming to down four. to a guy's promo work. Oh, four, four, no four. My bad, my bad. It's the alcohol talking. I apologize. Um, <laughs> the reason why I have him at four is because just like Brett. His promo work was not as strong as it should be, but man, he has had more memorable matches. And I've been watching yes. wrestling for years, but he's had more memorable matches in my head more than Brett had. And yes, he's modernized. And yeah, that might be you might. Oh, why would you? Why would you do that? It, Brett stood it. Brett was world champion. Blah blah blah. Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, Brett also didn't have facial hair. So yeah, no. Well, I'm going to move on to my number four. And uh, Kyle, actually, my number four kind of ties in to your number four. He is remembered for, if I say, if I were to say the match to Shaggy or Fred, and maybe even you, Kyle, you'll know what I'm talking about. Uh, My number four is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Ooh, I like it. God damn it. Steamboat. He was a he was one of the only wrestlers I can remember that was a face their entire career throughout pro wrestling. Mm, good point. Not only did he have a memorable match at, with Macho Man Randy Savage at WrestleMania three, the program Man. he had with Ric Flair is probably one of the greatest wrestling rivalries of all time. And you know, he, he was a very charismatic and you know, he came back at the age of probably in his fifties and had a match with Chris Jericho and looked like he hadn't lost a step. Really? Yeah, I mean he yeah. he 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 was still going like he was still in his twenties out there with Ric Flair with Chris Jericho a few years back. So he was that's only, my number four. He was the only good looking one. I mean, not physically good looking. I mean, come on. I mean, the man is you know looked good in his fifties, but not that's what I mean. He was the only really good wrestler in that match that he had against Jericho because it was Piper, uh, Steamboat, and then it was what uh, Roddy the Ram. <laughs> no, he uh, he was ringside. Piper was in that. It was no. I said Piper. Yeah. Who was the third guy? Piper Steamboat and uh, you said it. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so Piper Steamboat and uh, it was a and gauntlet the murder match. Yeah, it was a gauntlet match. 
Oh, the murderer? He was in that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Snooker. Ricky Steamboat is already a great name. Like, why did he have to add Dragon to it? When they brought him into the WWE, they, um, I think he was doing something with Jake the Snake, so they wanted Ricky uh, the Dragon facing Jake the Snake, I believe. Am I, I right on that? Makes, it makes sense. So, you might be. Uh, right. Let's move on. You might Fred, be right. you're number three. Uh, so this guy here, there will be arguments, and you'll know where I'm going once I reveal this. There will be arguments that, the greatest wrestler of all time, brother, is Hulk Hogan. The most <laughs> popular wrestler of all time, Easily. brother, Easily. is Hulk Hogan. But I watched this guy jump off the Zamboni in Detroit. <laughs> oh, I watched this guy raise hell as a 13-year-old kid just thinking he was God and stunning people in the hallways of my school, you know, the, the vines with the RKO now (laughs) there is not a more popular wrestler than stone cold. Steve Austin, you talk about in terms of popularity, that's just my opinion. A lot of people, but just exactly when that glass breaks, you know, there's the, the road warrior pop, there's the uh, the Shane McMahon in Detroit pop, right? Just nuts. Yeah, that shit's But great. the Stone Cold pop, right? That glass breaks. Any aspiring wrestler is like, man, hopefully one day people will love me, right? Right? Yeah. There you go. I, I think that Stone Cold, you know, in-ring work, is he a steamboat? Not on that level. But, psycholo- you know, but psychology-wise... There is no better mind for that. He knew, like Jake Roberts gets a lot of credit for that, and true, he just knew how to work a match. Stone Cold knew how to work a match from from bell yep. to bell. That character in itself just spoke to Middle America. Just the fucking the red state. Blue Fuck color. you, motherfucker. Give me my beer. I'm gonna kick your ass. Like, yeah. Stone he Cold's made badass. one of the best wrestling rivalries, quite possibly ever, and especially in the last like 20 years out of a feud between himself and a non-wrestler, right? Like Vince McMahon is not a wrestler. That's true. Yeah. That first stunner he took. Oh, any stunner he took. Fell down. Any fucking stunner he took. They were all terrible. But the Stone Cold Vince McMahon rivalry, everyone was in and into his credit, as he just said, yeah, it it spoke to middle America. Who doesn't want to kick their boss in the gut and give him flip him off and do a stunner? Yeah, he brought the he brought the front office out of the front office and into the ring. Like, man, that's amazing. Like, that's the thing. And the thing about the about Steve Austin though, man, is the fact that he actually was a very great wrestler back in yeah. his W when he's stunning Steve Austin in WCW. Yeah, he was fucking fantastic. <laughs> then you know Owen kind of fucked all that up, but then he became like then he switched his style up and became straight brawler. Brawler, you know. Right. And then that's the and that's the only reason why he's not on my list is because like. I didn't pick him because it was just like, well, where do I go with this? It's because I thought of wrestling. And yeah, Fred, your shit's on point because I was just like, Steve captivated an audience. Like you heard that glass break. You were you were fucking hype like shit. You I am like I'm in my fucking thirties, man. I hear that glass break and I fucking get crazy. Like no problem. Like, holy shit. You know, like like ah, like you know, tense. But you know, it's with with him. 
you go back and like you most people don't even know about his WCW career and he was better then. Yep. And you're lucky and as a closing point and we'll move on as uh, as as rivalries are concerned, very rare does one man have like a historical feud with someone, let alone more than one. Stone Cold has not only a historical feud with Vince McMahon, who was a non-wrestler, but wrestler to wrestler, Stone Cold versus The Rock, that rivalry, just the perfect yeah. foil, like the beer swelling Texas redneck versus the you know eight hundred dollar shirt wearing, you know jabroni beating pie eating, you know it was a perfect yin and yang yeah. as far as rivalries go, and yeah, and it was every rivalry. It was Bret Hart. It was Shawn Michaels. Yeah, the it thing was about the I Quit match epic the thing about stone cold is like he like it's like he was he was like mercury he like he, you didn't know whose side he was on he was always he was fluid and like if if he worked with you it was to his own gain like it was it's such an amazing it's such an amazing character and so complex in the fact that he's you know he's not really your friend he's he's just working for you to his or working with you to his own gain like that's an amazing aspect to a character i think great point yeah. I'm also well, Kyle. Now, let's I'm... move on to your number three. <sighs> okay, my number three might stir some controversy, but um, we'll see. Yeah, maybe some will argue he should be higher on the list. Maybe some will argue that he shouldn't even be on the list. Uh, he's a man who has who has been able to stay at the top of the WWE for a long, long time, and he was a guy that I hated for the longest time. I mean, I, I like I hated this guy. He's Probably, if you asked me at 13, my top five, he would have been number 110. Uh, he, <laughs> he started out as a uh, Connecticut blue blood um, with oh, uh, three initials shit. of uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Uh, he became one half of perhaps the greatest stable of all time. Debatable. Uh, Mm, okay, that's fine. I mean, I'm you. You know more than I do. But, <laughs> but <laughs> he hasn't even named it. Let the man say who it is. Right. I, of course, <laughs> am talking. Move on my part about Sh- Triple H. I am talking about Triple H. Um, it's it's kind of I love I love the way that he's gone from being this sort of a. I guess you could say heel cry baby, like I'm the greatest. I'm going to be the, the the most awesome guy in the world too. Like Mr. Corporate shill. Um, it's, it's kind of a cool transformation that is, that his entire character has taken. And I like that he's, he's Mr. Corporate big shot guy uh, controlling. Does he control like both the brands or he's like, he's kind of like bo- over both of them at this point. Pretty much. Uh, he's actually been off camera for oh, really? a couple of months now. Yeah. But goddamn, so, I think when he was with Degeneration X, and especially when it was him in China, and then a bunch of jabronis, like it was amazing because like it's it's it served some of the the greatest storylines. I'll still remember that Raw episode where it fades to black after Degeneration X comes into the ring, and I, I forget who the hell they they uh, beat down. But I mean, come on, any kid in middle school remembers getting the suck it sign and the the DX <laughs> shirts were everywhere, and every 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 middle school class photo circa 1997 to 2001 has at least two kids doing the suck it in the photo like it 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 was huge the guy was huge and i hated him i hated him so much and that's what makes him great because he made you hate him he made you hate him and and he did so well at that yeah and uh yeah he's 
they, he had one match with Chris Jericho where he blew out both quads and ended up finishing the match too, which is a testament to how tough of a guy he was as well. He, died, he didn't Very. lay in the ring. He didn't just have the match stopped. He finished the match and then got carried out. Yeah, he's had multiple comebacks, right? Like he's he did he, that Mad- that Madison Square Garden pop when he came back after that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone returning from injury, that's their go-to. Like man. Yeah, that was awesome. This um, man, this man had a a fucking dude come out there, uh, and he actually one of this one of the more popular dudes on, I guess, the internet made a fucking mockumentary uh, yes. on YouTube about his career. And you and I'm talking about the video. If you hadn't seen it, go YouTube it. Wrestling, wrestling isn't wrestling. Not wrestling, man. Yes, very good. That, very shit is, that shit is the most accurate shit I have seen in all of wrestling. Even though he left out some stuff, that right there is just so accurate to that dude's career. Perfect. Like from the cryberries from the crybaby standpoint to where he's pretty much, you know, cut off the ponytail and became Paul Levesque. I will never call him Triple H when he's in that suit and he's got his hair cut. I will call him Paul. <laughs> Out of respect, I'll call him H because he's scary. He's a scary, scary man, and I don't want any of that. But um, that I remember with the day he cut his hair, and I was like, "Man, who the fuck is that?" <laughs> like, no, that is not <laughs> that is not the guy. You you leave right now, you suit. But you know he looked. But I'm not gonna lie, I'm used to it now because when he had his ponytail in the suit, I was like, "Dog, what the fuck is going on?" One of my but, favorite uh, uh, Triple H just things is him on Tough Enough punking everybody out. That was awesome. <laughs> Hey, just uh, just for future reference, one of your nuts is hanging out of your shorts. <laughs> oh man, That's he's like so he's funny. talking to Maven, and Maven, he's like, "What do you want to be in this business?" Oh, the respect and the the blood and the sweat. And he's like getting laid, right? Meet a lot of chicks. <laughs> like, he just was punked. Yeah. yeah, that was the. Uh, I think that was like the big guy. I think his name was Jason. He was talking to the other guy. He was trying to sell for him. Like Triple H was uh, punching him. He's like, "You sell like that for real, or you sell like that in the ring with me, and I'd tag you for real." Yeah, but then he, he actually, I remember Greg on that show impressed him. I remember that. Yeah. Never forget that. that Man, video. Shaggy, let's move on. Um, who was okay. your number three? Okay. So, remember what I said my favorite wrestlers uh, weren't really on this list, but then I also said, yeah, let me let me backtrack that they are on this list. Number three, um, we've actually kind of low-key mentioned, or Fred kind of low-key mentioned stuff about him. Just on the on just on a small small level, and once again, it's back to a modern era. But when you think of wrestling, you think of promo work, and you think of guys storytelling and making guys look good. There was no one better than the man, the Chicago legend, <laughs> the Second City Saint, C. M. Punk. Boom. Now. The re- now, once again, yes, he is my favorite wrestler of all time. But on on one of my, he's like one. Well, Macho Man is one A, and Piper's one B, and he is two. Punk is one of those guys to this day that actually helped revolutionize wrestling to what it is on a grander scale. It's because it's still because of him is because of the reason why we're while indie guys are actually getting more looks. Granted, they don't they didn't like his attitude, but 
they he you can't you'll be sitting there kidding yourselves if in like guys like Sami Zayn and guys like Kevin Owens didn't get a look at because of because it was him. He started something and build a revolution and guys are and now he's gone, you see it still going on. But when it comes to wrestling, this is a guy who once again fits all my criteria, makes a guy look great. The promo work, of course, is fantastic. Who can always, who can never forget the uh, go YouTube the fact go YouTube uh, invis- CM Punk Invisible Mike because that was hilarious. Um, you can't any of his matches he's had with John Cena, he's had with Randy Orton, Chris Jericho, and WWE Daniel Bryan. Um, he's had great matches with guys that you really didn't think he'd get great matches out of. But you can tell that he his heart was in those matches because he wanted to be something. He wanted to do something with those guys. And, of course, I can go on all day about how punk is <laughs> and how the man is. And, you know, and then because my punk bias would show. But this is also, once again, about my my who I think are my top five favorite, like favorite, like best wrestlers, not favorite, but just best wrestlers. Because, honestly, you can you can try and think of bad matches he's had with people, but you really can't. And there was no one better to get a rise out of a crowd. This dude, when he was doing the, when he was doing the, um, not the Sex City Saints, but uh, the Straight Edge Society, when they were at a house show, when he was just long-haired, bearded up, looking like a dirty Jesus, he had an old woman slap him in the face and say, you cannot, you were, you were not Jesus Christ. And he, all he did was smile. That is the type of hate That's, you want as a heel. Right. A lot of wrestlers can't get heat like that anymore. No. That's a very can't. old school tactic. Yes, when you was, can. When he was up and coming on the indies, he was getting heckled in the crowd, and he told the, uh, I think it was a girl in the crowd, he said, I hope your parents die. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was brutal. <laughs> he, man, don't look, dude. He, one of my favorite things was wow. like, just, like, Punk was just, nah, man, when him and Homicide were fighting in a strip club, what? And two chicks oh, were just yeah. dancing in the strip club, and two chicks were just performing, trying to get their money, making their living. Nothing wrong with strippers. He just stops wrestling homicide, walks over to them, and just li- just looks down and say, "You're a whore," and just continuing to wrestle homicide. And I'm just like, also swinging on the stripper pole and drop kicking homicide, or was I think that might have been homicide that hit him. I can't remember, but all I do remember is that match particularly was what he yelled at it. This dude is just. Oh, I'm going to end it there because I won't stop. Shaggy, have you heard uh, CM Punk do the Jumpin' Jeff Farmer promo? Yes! <laughs> Can someone pull that up, please? It's like that... 45 seconds. God. Oh, my God. He did it with Colt, and I was just sitting there laughing. He took the worst promo ever <laughs> and made it work. If you could find the CM Punk one of that, CM that Punk, Jeff Farmer Jeff promo. Jeff he did it with Colt Cabana. It might be worse promos ever. You just type CM Punk Jeff Farmer promo on YouTube. Is it that? The, let's shit. see. Is it this? Folks, there's Jumpin' yep. Jeff Farmer. Yep. Jeff, a while back, what a match you had with Motley. Yep. Probably the hardest match I ever had in my life, but I don't like it when things aren't my going my way. Motley Cruz, you turn the tables on me. You turn the tables in a wrong way. You got me mad now. 
I've stood around. I've listened to everything you had to say. I did everything necessary. But when you turn around and you backstab me one way or another and treat cheat me out of what's rightfully mine, that's when I get angry. Now, I'm the one doing the challenging. I'm issuing a challenge to you, Motley Cruz. Get in the ring with me. This time, I'm going full force. Jumping Jeff Farmer. Now, let's go to the ring. Okay. Here's a little something about you guys new, but I'm going to tell you anyways. With Loot Crate, you get collectibles, apparel, and more from your favorite pop culture franchises delivered right to your door every single month. We're talking new t-shirts in every crate, figures, comics, uh, stuff for your kitchen. Guys, they've got a wide range of exclusive items that you can't get anywhere else from fan favorite franchises like Harry Potter to Marvel Comics to Fallout 4, Star Wars, and so much more. Uh, you can get all of this for less than $20 a month by going to lootcrate.com slash shark and putting in the promo code shark. And that's it. That's all you got to do. Lootcrate.com slash shark promo code shark. You're going to get 10% off your first Loot Crate subscription. Uh, it's a $45 value in every box. You're getting it for less than $20 a month. And you're getting 10% off by going to lootcrate.com slash shark and putting in the promo code shark. Why wouldn't you do it? Oh, Lord, that was awesome. <laughs> oh, God. I think that's a good note to end that topic on because we need to get like, derailed okay. off that one. So I'm going to go with my number three. Uh, we have a little overlap here, but this was a, one of my another one of my favorites growing up, and he actually had a good um, feud with my number five, Jerry Lawler. I'm going to go my number three is Brett the Hitman Hart. Brett the Hitman. Brett was just – I loved watching Brett matches, and especially when he um, finally got a little more rain – in his promos to go whichever way he wanted, you know, he, I think he once was in Pittsburgh and he said, you know, if you had to douche America, you'd stick the nozzle right here in Pittsburgh. And that got a lot of heat or something like that. I can't remember what he actually said, but it was a very explosive promo. The only guy that could be a heel in one country and a face in the other. And he cut so many good promos during that time, but yeah, Brett, the Hitman heart, my number three. Do you remember, remember when he was on the Simpsons? Oh, yeah. That was the greatest fucking day of my life, Because I knew who he was, and, like, no one else didn't know. And I'm just sitting there like, oh, my God, great. He's like, and I was hoping they'd have Sheik in there, too. But they just had, like, you know, he was buying Burns' house. He was. (laughs) And he's like, yeah. And he's like, yeah, you got the, you actually have another wrestler across the street. Uh, The Screaming Sheik. And he's like, ah! He's like, oh yeah. He cracks his knuckles. He's like, I can't wait for a fight. Wait, wait. I, I got it here. I got it here. Closet space, Hitman. Ooh, this place has got old man stink. Ooh. Don't listen to him, sir. You've got an enchanting musk. And you wouldn't even be the only wrestler in the neighborhood. The shrieking sheik lives just three doors away. Hey, hey I'll take it. Oh, I don't have the streak. <laughs> <laughs> it was mad. <laughs> but we've already talked a little bit about Brett, so we can go ahead and move on to Fred, your number two. All right. <sighs> Do you even need words to describe this person? Because I think that there's two things that can happen. And if you're a wrestling fan, you know what time it is. The lights go out, and then you hear it. Doom. Yeah. Now, my number two, because once again, I kind of did little categories. Number two, The Undertaker, the greatest character in the history of professional wrestling. 
There is no He's greater no character. There's no great right. I'm smack. Can you hear me smack him in the belly? There's no greater character in professional wrestling, and that'll make Vince McMahon's head explode. Which, if you want to make his head explode in a bad way, uh, talk to him about the Dead Man Undertaker with him on the rolling, rolling with the motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, hate it. I hated the Biker Taker. Hated Biker Taker can fuck off forever. <laughs> rolling, rolling. Uh, oh, no. man, that, I, I, yeah, you know. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say, and I'll let you. I'll let you go, Derek. Um, I, I went to Houston for WrestleMania 25, and I've never, and I mean, I've been to five WrestleManias. I saw Rock Hogan at 18. Uh, I mean, I've seen some pretty incredible stuff. I've been lucky enough to, to see it, and even in different promotions, uh, not just WWE, but all kinds of different promotions and matches and all kinds of talent. I have never felt the energy, the electricity, the buzz, like almost like an out of body sort of weird crazy just you just feel like a charge of lightning going through you during a match like i did in houston for undertaker versus Shawn michael at wrestlemania 25 that in my in my opinion as far as wwe goes i think that's the best match in the history of wwe i i can agree that it was just unreal and and I, that I mean, what what can you say, uh, Derek? You go ahead. I just—it's incredible how he's one of those guys that evolved his character over time to where he was just the slave to Paul Bearer, to where you know he was the leader of the ministry. Then he became the biker taker. Then he came went back to, and he died again. And it, the fact that the ability to keep that character over over twenty years is just incredible. Longevity. Yeah, yep. absolutely. And I also, you know, as a homer, we all know the city that he uh, debuted in. Right? <laughs> yeah. Shout out I, to Detroit Survivor Series. Hey, we had him in Memphis first, sucker. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mark, uh, my favorite. And Undertaker 2, as far as promos go, you know, very serious. The dead man and yeah, just all. I mean, there's no more intimidating entrance and we can make fun of it and tease it oh man it takes 20 minutes for him to get to the ring but he might have the best entrance ever in wrestling yep mm-hmm. yep that's another and, podcast though yep <laughs> now my favorite thing from undertaker as far as his promo stuff goes was when the stupid what chant is so annoying <laughs> just beyond yep. annoying i hate it i wish it never happened but when the crowd was hitting him with the what, what, and Undertaker said, say what if you sleep with your sister? What? <laughs> <laughs> I and was like, uh, half the crowd still did it, and they're like, oh, shit, fuck. Okay, we're done. We're done. Darn it. All right, where's my sister? Here, right. Here's, the, oh, here's my thing with Undertaker, man. And I hate to even fucking admit this, but his best promo work came when he was Biker Taker. I hate myself. Yeah. I'm going to go sleep in the – I'm going to sit in the corner. The uh, the funny thing too, uh, and uh, and if people out there don't know, you notice the Undertaker never held a particular WWE Championship title, and I'm staring at it in the Mankind Cave right now. The WWE Spinner Title, <laughs> like he, oh no, and l- legend has it that he told Vince, like there is no way in hell <laughs> I'm holding that Spinner Title. Hmm. <laughs> I believe it. Can you imagine Taker? 
holding the toy. Yeah. <laughs> the druids, oh, this thing's like spinning around yeah. his waist. He's like, no. That's and it's like, oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, Undertaker. Right. That's awesome pick. Kyle, number two. Okay. My number two, maybe someone's number one. Who knows? Um, he's a man that put his body on the line uh, who for all intents and purposes, from what I hear is just a great dude outside of, of wrestling often sits in on suicide counseling hotlines and um, has been around forever, has written many books and always seems to be like the nicest guy possible, but inside the ring, he is insane. He's completely insane. Uh, he wrestled for ECW, uh, the WCW TNA, uh, and what, NWA as well? Oh. Uh, you know him as Dude everything. Love. You know him as Cactus Jack. You also know him as Mankind. His real name is Mick Foley. And goddamn, I have the utmost respect for this guy as for, you know, for what he does inside of the ring. You know, the amount that he puts himself through. Uh, the classic matches that he's been a part of, Mick Foley is, is just, yeah, he's he's got to be the great one of the greatest of all time. Mick Foley, promo as and as a promo guy, Mick Foley, uh, he was kind of like Dusty Rhodes in that he knew how to connect to an audience. He knew how what made a promo powerful. Like when he got a lot of heat for spitting on the WCW tag team titles, but if you would have watched the promo. And this is, you know, Mick said this as well. You'd understand that what he said was, I love the WCW titles. I'm proud to be a tag team champion, but it doesn't mean more to me than my pride. And I just lost this match to, I think, I forget who he lost the match to, but Mick Foley could have cut, you know, when he was doing those creepy mankind promos in the boiler yeah. room. Or, he, I mean, he, yeah, he just, his promo mask. work is just so underrated. I don't yeah, care. If I agree. I agree. Yeah, if anybody tells me like, "Oh, you have he has the best promos," like, dude, you're lying to yourself because no one thinks Mick Foley has best promos because he, while he does, no one. When you think promo guy, you're not thinking of Mick Foley. Like, he's one of my favorite promo guys of all time. But I'm a weird dude, so it's kind of like, <laughs> like I'm sitting here debating like who can do who can do a better promo out of him or Jay Briscoe or fucking Raven. And I'm like, yeah, those don't, but he is underrated when it comes to that because his promo work, hell, the one he did with Mikey Ripwreck. And when he was like, when he got concussed and walked around all the fucking, uh, what was it? Was it Cincinnati or Philadelphia? I can't remember that. Well, he, he was like concussed and he was like walking around the city and he's still cutting promos. That shit is fantastic. I mean, and his in ring work, once again, he comes with dudes that actually make, he makes other guys look well, but you know, he was more, his career was more when you think Mick Foley, you're thinking hardcore matches. That is what you think to this day. Yep. Well, other than, you know, up the casual guy. And then other than us, you think of, Oh, dude just fell off a fucking cage. Yeah. Oh my God. How is he still alive? Yeah. You know, that's what you think of. It's still in the fucking, like, don't try this at home thing. Like you mm -hmm. see that. Like that's how legendary that dude is to this, to this wrestling, like to this wrestling thing, man, you know, it's just, when it comes down to it, brass tacks, man, you think of that guy, but it's he's so much more than hardcore wrestling. Even though Cactus yep. Jack is still my favorite wrestler, not gonna, not Very gonna cool. shit here. Well, Shaggy, <laughs> let's move on to your number two. Number two. Um. Okay, so these top two, these top, these next two for this one and number one, I'm not even gonna give like an entrance. I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna give like stairs. There's nothing I can really say except for these, these next few lines. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. 
I've got the looks. Oh, brother. That drives the girl's wife. <laughs> you know. Make it move. The yeah, no, I, I had to stop because yeah. I was going to go into angle mode and just start singing like the current angle version of that because that shit's still funny to this day. It's Shawn, yes, it is. My, my, my number two is Shawn Michaels. Reason why Shawn Michaels is two is because there was no one in WWF history that can bring out the best matches at anyone just because... Like, think about it. What was a bad Shawn Michaels match? Go ahead. I'll wait. I can't think of one <laughs> off the top. Ed. Fred, I'm surprised that you, you, Fred, you, you would actually be like right there with it. But no, we can't fucking think of one because that dude is fucking phenomenal. Maybe one when of it the comes down his pro- matches. <laughs> <laughs> Even then, those bitches were entertaining. <laughs> the Saturday night news. Yeah, the Saturday night main event. Remember when DX wrestled uh, Spirit Squad and you're like, oh, God, it was awesome. Like, it, it was great. So awesome. It was the greatest shit ever. Like he makes he is the epitome of make motherfuckers look good in the WWF WWE history. Um, from his promo, his promo work was his promo work was great. This like from throwing. But, you know, he got his start and, you know, he got to start as tag team wrestler. But since he threw Marty Jannetty through that fucking plain glass window. That is when his career took off. And even his mm-hmm. promo, when he was days of DX, when he was the heartbreak kid, when he found Jesus, all of these promo, like all of his promo works, actually really great. And when you think of the matches that he had, shit, man, like the one of the things that will be burned into my brain is the spot he had with Shelton Benjamin on that yeah. Monday Night Raw. Godly, that was Underrated such a great match. That shit was great. And that he made put Shelton, and I hate even say he put Shelton on the map, but that's one thing you remember Shelton from, other than like the world's greatest tag team. But you think that, and he got kicked in the fucking face, that spot's still fucking relevant to this day. Yep. Um, he is the the master of the sweet chin music, aka the super kick. Making now because of him, everybody does it, but there's only one guy that does it, and he does it from the corner, and he's just the man is. Often in like often duplicated, just and imitated, but it's just he's fantastic from his beef with Bret Hart, his thing, his like from his real beef with Bret Hart, and his yep. uh matches with fucking Stone Cold. And yeah, he wasn't in the right state of mind, but shit, his matches with Undertaker, hell man, currently his match with fucking Kurt Angle is still one of the best fucking mania matches I have seen in my life. Yep. Both of the match and you know those matches with the Undertaker, it's great that he had that first awesome match, and then the, when they had the rematch, it was it topped it. You know, you never yeah. you didn't think it was going to get topped, but his hell man, his entrances, his pyro, I just like, that's all good. Oh, really? <laughs> that's why we're all here. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. But no, Shawn, well, Michael, Shawn Michaels is one of those dudes to this day that if you once again, if I had to build a, a Rushmore, he's on it. But it's because he's done so much for that industry. So, like, when you think of great wrestlers, you think of Shawn Michaels because he was one of the first dudes you think about when, when it's not just about wrestling. He was a fucking great entertainer. Well, I'm going to move on to my number two. Um, I'll make it quite simple. I had HBK at my number two. There you go, Derek. Look at my you guys. Man. <laughs> my man. <laughs> no, the, mu- the multiple stealing of shows at WrestleMania, the promos. You know, the, the, he's another guy that's character just changed. He was never just one character. He was a rocker. Then he was just the bad boy, the heartbreak kid. He was DX. 
He was the Christian save. Then he come back and he just came, became Captain Goofy. Just do whatever the hell I want, Shawn Michaels. And it's it's another testament how you know he came back from a really bad back injury, and after that back injury, he came back and was still able to steal the show at WrestleMania just because he put everything out there in his matches. Yep. Fuck yeah. So not much more to say about Shawn Michaels, though. We'll move on to we'll see. Fred, I don't know. Maybe not. Number one. Oh, uh, so it's got to be Roman Reigns. The guy with the lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I had a lot. I had a little bit to say about that on the podcast on my show. But no, all jokes aside, I just wanted to get a reaction. I'm going to make this a full house here and uh, oh. I'm going to go for the three Pete. <laughs> We're going to go with the theme here. You guessed it. The heartbreak kid, Sean Michaels. Oh, right? brother. Oh, Sean. We got HBK tic-tac-toe going on. No. Yeah. Sean Michaels. Number one, you ask most wrestlers. Who's the best guy you've been in the ring with odds are they're probably going to say Sean Michaels. Sean Michaels. I agree. And the mm-hmm. like uh, to to Shaggy's credit, the uh, the super kick, right? The sweet chin music, one of the uh, most utilized. The like not even a finish anymore. It's almost like what the DDT became from Jake Roberts. Like it's that popular mm-hmm. and it's that used, and people go, "Well, I'm tired of seeing it. it." It there's a reason why everyone wants to use it, right? It's just a great finish. Uh, the feuds, you know, uh, Stone Cold. People think of, of course, Brett. Uh, the DX stuff, one of the one of the top stables, you know, uh, it could be debated. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you look at even later on in his career after his back injury. Look, at, I mean, look at the world uh, world heavyweight, the big gold uh, title feud um, between Jericho and Shawn Michaels. That ladder match. I mean, yeah. unreal. I totally fucking forgot about Jericho matches. Unreal, though that feud, and it sucked because Shaggy, your favorite guy, they had to take the uh, belt off of Punk to to make it happen. But to their credit, I mean, they took something out of nothing and just and made it gold. And that feud, I thought that year, and I forget the year for the life of me, but that year, that was like the feud of the year in wrestling was Jericho and Shawn Michaels, and and, and like it's just you you name it and what bad matches he had, but even feuds like just Epic, just the angle feud. And beyond that, something that hasn't been mentioned. That's the most obvious Mr. WrestleMania. That's his nickname for a reason. Both of the taker matches, the angle match, even the Jericho match. Um, I was down in Orlando uh, for 24, the sorry, I love you. Like that moment, that's a WrestleMania moment. Uh, Hell, even the, the match against Vince, was pretty mm-hmm. awesome, you know, and cr- the the big ass ladder spot that he took in that. Uh, it's the so cold with Mike Tyson turning. Yes, uh, the epic moment with uh, even when he's a ref, like the moment, uh, you know, the the sweet chin music to the pedigree, and then his selling and the reaction after Taker kicked out and like that hell in a cell, and then the little curtain call where they're all hugging at the end. How, I mean, how many WrestleMania moments can you show of him? And you're lucky to get one in your lifetime. How many does he have? Just on the yep. grandest stage. On a Raw with Shelton Benjamin at a house show on Saturday night's main event against male cheerleaders, it didn't matter. And so Shawn Michaels is my number one. 
That's awesome. You know, the yeah. three Pete. Kyle, who's your number one? Well, I'm gonna break the streak here. Okay. <laughs> and you I'm gonna less than oh. me, bro? I'm gonna go I'm gonna go basic bitch right now. And I'm gonna say finally the rock has come back <laughs> to top five <laughs> guys it's the rock who else would it be i fucking love the rock i'm not even gonna hide it maybe like the, my, the, my most favorite wrestler of all time uh hit, the way he, he fucking cut his promos uh his matches his energy in the ring uh now he's a big hollywood star I read his book back in the day. The Rock says I knew of this of his whole rise from Miami to to uh, to uh, where he is today. Um, God damn, I love me some Rock. I would I would have his babies if I could. <laughs> That's you know, real. He's, That's he's, real. It, it's funny when he first premiered. He was Rocky Maiva. He comes out. He's got the pineapple haircut, the big smile and baby face. And the people just shat all over him. Die, Rocky, die, were the chance. It's incredible that he finally, you know, he used that in a positive way. Like, die, Rocky, die, huh? Well, let me tell you what I think about all of you people. And, you know, he started insulting people like, oh, man, this guy's awesome. He's insulting me. I mean, how crazy is it that, you know, people love the fact that he would come out and tell people how what he actually thought of them. Would you say he's like a big reason why why heels have a lot of problems catching heat today is because they just they happen to be so awesome charisma. that the crowd just falls in yeah. love with the charisma? Absolutely. That's one of it. Yeah, sorry Derek. I was just going to say like look at the Freddy Krueger movies. I mean, he was scary in the first one and then after like the first two, like once you got to the third, yeah. the yeah, Dream yeah. Warriors, oh, he's awesome. he was like a comedian. Like he was beloved. Like you're like, "Yeah, kill him." Like he's <laughs> you're he's the I bad. Mean, like he's a pedophile. He's a pedo- he's like the janitor pedophile dude that got burned alive and you're rooting for him. What shout are you out, doing? Shout yeah. out to Dream Warriors though. That shit was the bomb. Oh, man. it was the greatest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Jane marionette scene like that's one of the greatest kills ever. Um, you, my thing about it, The Rock. It, oh, go ahead, Derek. I ain't going to invert. No, no, no. You got it. You got it. You got it. Go, go. Uh, speaking of promos, he was like, yay, Toronto. That's where we live. And he just boot, he just boot The Rock concert, man. Hogan's on SmackDown. <laughs> the Rock's on Raw. Just like, come on, man. The, just like when he left. Became Hollywood Rock. It's still one of my favorite fucking like things about the Rock. When you had the long intros and it's kind of like you saw the plane, the helicopter coming in. It's like, (laughs) yeah, and he just comes out and he's like, yeah, just just straight dick. Uh, Like people get. Shaggy, Shaggy, speaking of, I didn't mean to cut you off, but it made me think of it, dude. Does anyone remember speaking of theme songs when The Rock wrestled Hogan at No Way Out in, like, I think it was Green Bay, and that was after they wrestled at WrestleMania, and Hogan was the good guy and Rock was the bad guy? Yeah. And he came out to that weird-ass theme and, like, in the, it was the typical, if you smell what The Rock is cooking, but in the like in the verse, he was going, la, 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 look at the tongue, look at the tongue, look at the tongue. <laughs> Can someone pull that entrance off? Like, oh my God. And you Man, can only one use it for, for that match. And you never heard it ever again. It was like, nope. what? Let me see. Just one final note on The Rock. When he came back as the host of WrestleMania, that's probably. I had no idea. That was probably one of the best surprises wrestling has had over the past few years. Which is what? And man. when he came out, huh? On WrestleMania? 
I booked my yeah, he, I booked my plane ticket to Atlanta when they made the announcement on Raw that he was the host. Like I booked, I got my plane. I mean, it, Fred, I'm upset. Had, we've been in the same places and like two pay per view, two WrestleManias, and we've never met. Right? That's crazy. Tragic. <laughs> like you well, talk, Shaggy, let's go ahead and wait, move on to your number one. Okay, so since the streets have been breaking and I and broken and I haven't burned my list yet, so. I'm really fucking surprised in all of you, except for probably Derek, because Derek's probably the other guy that'll have this guy at his number one because we're old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I am just surprised and shocked. If you want to talk about stealing shows and everything else, I'm, I don't even know why I'm talking. I'm just going to say it. Woo! <laughs> Rick goddamn Flair. This man, like my number two, is the most fucking... It, people copy his style from fucking... He is the most pop culture wrestler there is. This dude mm-hmm. is covered on ESPN. This dude's covered in rap songs. This dude is fucking... every. If you do not know... If you don't watch wrestling, you know who the fuck Ric Flair is. That is it. That, he is... And it's funny. I, history of Ric Flair. I... When I was a kid, he was the first wrestler I remember seeing in a live show. When my dad took me to the uh, Coliseum back in Jacksonville to watch my first WCW event, Ric Flair is the only wrestler I remember on that show because I remember he was in his, uh, he had his fucking purple tights, he had his luxurious hair back when he had hair, and that what that still burned into my mind. And then fast forward, my first WrestleMania was WrestleMania 24. And it was Ric Flair's quote unquote last WrestleMania where Sean hits him with the sorry, I love you. And I covered my eyes. I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to see one of my heroes get kicked in the face. No, I didn't want to do it. Not at all. But my, and it was funny. I covered my fucking eyes. I was like, no, no, no. Tell me when it's over. Tell me when it's over. And my homeboy sitting next to me, he's like, dude, it's over. I'm like, okay, cool. I take my hands off the face. And all I heard was a kick. I was like, no. That's you know, funny. That was horrible. I was, oh, like, I was in tears, man. I didn't want to fucking see that shit. That's like when I don't want to watch my sports teams lose a championship. Like, just turn like, the no, channel. You just walk the fuck out of the yeah. room. You're like, no, fuck it. I'm done. You just get into your house and you've got friends over. And you're like, no, fuck it. You go out for a drive. Yep. That's how bad it is. Um, but no, Ric Flair, you have to be in fucking sane to not tell yourself that Ric Flair is one of the pioneers of this fucking industry. I pretty much... You know, it's one of those things from the figure four to his promo work to like to today. People, kids can go woo and know it's Ric Flair back. I mean, come on, man. It, the dude doesn't even wrestle anymore. And he's still as popular as he ever is. I mean, you got you got fucking matter of fact, one of the guys in Jacksonville who got I think he got released was doing the Rick. He would play for Indianapolis. He played for Indianapolis. Curse. So Sergio Brown, he would. He before games would start, he would do the Ric Flair chant, uh, the promo, the kiss stealing, wingling dealing. For the for the Mason Foster fans of when he was in Tampa Bay, if he made a big play, he would do the Ric Flair strut. Oh, really? Yeah, he would. Yeah. That shit was amazing. God, I miss Mason Foster. Hurry I'm gonna, I don't. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go ahead and move on to my number one. This guy, uh, I'll go ahead and get to it. It's Ric Flair. Yeah! <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> 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 you know, Ric Flair, 
Ric Flair was the first guy you believe like this guy, you know, I can, you looking back, you imagine him going and party until three, four in the morning, catching a plane to Las Vegas, wrestling a 20 minute match, maybe getting 20 minutes of sleep, going back out. You know, he was the ultimate guys guy to me because he was doing everything that guys wanted. He was out partying, you know, he was out hooking up with chicks and Ric Flair just epitomized what it, what it, he was the big name. You know, do you get what I'm saying there? He was wrestling. You know, he led the four horsemen, one of the greatest stables of all time. He was a member of evolution who I think evolution as a stable was pretty underrated. And as far as where you could rank them in lists and it's all because of flair because it was a mystery derek (laughs) evolution is a mystery (laughs) (laughs) oh man but that you know it's it's rick flair just he uh, you just knew he what he was you know you got he was big time you know his promos you got he if he if he was coming into another territory he was the dickhead guy that was going to take on the top guy that you wanted to see get his ass kicked, you know, he had that strange way of bumping from the way he hurt his back. And then he always made sure to land on his side or the goofy thing where he'd fall on his face and then say, no, get up, poke the guy in the eye, the way he would flip over ropes in his matches, everything you'd look for that you think would get repetitive, but you loved to see it. The Ric Flair strip. Also one, one fucking thing I forgot to mention. There is no better heel. You say Piper, Flair is that fucking heel. You, you, every place he went, there were booze. Yep. I mean, because it's insane. It was, you, that dude can get, yeah. And he was, he was like, look, I'm better than you. And you know it, and I know it. So I'm going to do what I do. He, that was the stylistic of his promo. That's what he would point out. That's what he would say. He's like, hey, man, look at what I'm wearing. And look at what you're wearing. Fuck yourself. Go jump off a bridge because you'll never be me. <laughs> that was kind of his fucking promos. Yep, and that's it. With a tear in my eye. Exactly. Just fucking To beat great. the man, you got to beat the man. And, that's one and, thing I always take away from Flair. And, his, and the fucking gifts, man. Go look up some gifts of this dude. My favorite gif I have of him is when fucking he's tagging, I think, with Vader. Flair's tagging with Vader against uh, Hogan and I want to say Sting. Fucking Hogan, like, big boots him out of the ring. And he's walking the line. He's walking the apron. Sting punches him. And he's like, and he falls off the ring. He walks up the ramp like he's getting ready to leave. And he just passes out. (laughs) The greatest fucking car ever. Those are our top five. Let's just quickly run through honorable men for an honorable mention. I picked one of my favorite wrestlers who I think he's had a ton of great matches, including with Shawn Michaels. Uh, he, uh, he was the first ever WWE undisputed champion. I'm going with Chris Jericho as my honorable mention. Oh, that's a good one. Very good. Yeah. Very shaggy honorable good. mention. Um, I have really quick three ones. I'm not going to touch on, I'm not going to go back history, but Mick Foley, Terry yeah. Funk, Chris hero. Oh, wow. The indie star himself. Yep. Kyle, your honorable mention? Uh, I had a few. Just, I mean, just throwing them out there. Stone Cold Steve Austin, of course, Ric Flair. Uh, and we, I think we got to mention Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan also was an honorable mention. So I just wanted to, I wanted to say his name on this podcast. Brother. <laughs> and Fred finishing out honorable mentions. 
Yeah, uh, Ric Flair, of course. I mean, I'm not big on the old style matches. Like, I, I'm I'm not gonna say Ric Flair's overrated and get just accosted and have people with pitchforks in front of my house. <laughs> but rest hold, rest hold, rest hold. Like, I, I'm not gonna throw labels on matches. But no, Flair's the man. I mean, whose uncle didn't put them in a figure four and make them say <laughs> uncle? You know, at some point. Uh, the mo- one of the most charismatic people of all time. And like you said, one of the four horsemen, in my opinion, is the best stable of all time. Yeah, uh, just, it just larger than life. Uh, one of those names like a Hogan who you got to throw in there as an honorable mention is just, you could go to a freaking tent in Africa and go in and ask, you know, say Ho- Hogan or Ric Flair. They probably know who they are. They're just say brother. Yeah, they're they're worldwide and uh the impact that he made on the business. And that's your I mean, anybody you ask, who's the best wrestler of all time? They're probably gonna throw out a, a flare or you know, like we've we've mentioned a lot of the names here already. And then another favorite of mine who I gotta throw an honorable mention, man, uh Latino Heat man, Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. From ECW to to WWE, WCW. I mean, the matches that that he. Sorry, Guinness is like freaking scratching himself and jingle belling all over the place. Didn't know if that picked up in the audio, yeah, but yeah, but um, but the matches that he had uh, in WCW that it made me turn off Raw and go to the first hour of Nitro to to watch his matches. And I'm just a huge fan. And I know it gets a lot of flack when you're like, oh, dude, I love Ben Juan. So you condone murder? No. No. Actually, (laughs) I just like the wrestling matches that Ben Juan had. And I think that was a match that we didn't even mention, uh, was that in two of the three were on our list, uh, Chris Benoit versus Triple H versus Shawn Michaels. I'm not a big triple threat guy. I'm more one-on-one. But I went back and watched that last week. That was just an incredible match. Uh, I was, I mean, Malenko, Benoit, Guerrero, the Radicals, man, they, uh, wrestling-wise, my friends like the flashy, cliche ones, and, like, for me, I was just so big on on Guerrero and those guys. Benoit, Angle, No Way Out. I believe it was No Way Out. That was, oh, that was such an incredible match. Well, let's... uh, Guys, thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. Let's go and uh, let's see how tell folks how they can find you on social media. We'll start with you, Fred. Sure. Uh, Kfabe Connection at the letter K F A B E Connection on Twitter. Uh, you can search Kfabe Connection on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Uh, the podcast drops today, every Sunday, and it's on Woo! iTunes. Get yeah, right, and let's get some woos. Uh, Kfabe Woo! Connection is available on iTunes, Podomatic. Woo! and stitcher radio and just a quick little sell for the show uh, a lot of shows you know they're they're rant shows wwe sucks and they just focus on wwe as if that's the only form of wrestling and i like to think that my podcast covers uh more of a range than just one company i talk wwe nxt lucha pwg evolve ring of honor uh new japan uh, you name it, uh, even smaller shows like AIW out of Cleveland um, and different promotions of that sort. So I uh, just like to just talk about the thing I love instead of just slamming everything that I hate and just being a rant show. Uh, so, so yeah, I, yeah, it, it, it's got to build a community of fans that just enjoy wrestling and act like they actually <laughs> like it. So uh, yeah. yeah. Quick note on your show, Fred, because of you, uh, and Shaggy, I am now um, a big new NJPW fan. 
yeah, and Lucha on the ground. Yeah, those those two guys. And in those a, two and shows a, have become so much to me. And that's so awesome, man. I think you've done the same for me, like with Memphis wrestling. That's one area where people are like, wow, you really, you know, you have a high IQ as far as wrestling goes. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of the air. One of the areas I'm lacking and sadly is Memphis. And yeah. so you got me hyped about Memphis wrestling. So I appreciate you for that. We'll but yeah, down here sometime, man. Kyle, right. Yes. Yeah. Where can folks find you on social oh, media? Oh, of course, you can find me at Kyle WOTB. You can also follow the Shark Dropper Network at Shark Dropper. And then you can go to www.sharkdropper.com. All of our podcasts are there. Please don't forget to rate and review this one as well, uh, as well as you know all the other ones you hear. It, help, it helps us all equally. Shaggy? You can find me in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. I'm kidding. Dude. You can't <laughs> find me there. I am nowhere up the, the Midwest. But, no, you can find me on social media. Sucks. All right, see, look at you. Look at you already. I didn't say it. You did, but I'll probably admit it. But anyway, um, you can find you can follow me on Twitter at at Shaggy Black. You can also follow my podcast, uh, TTHMC. That's the three handled Moss Covered Podcast um, at TTHMC Podcast, and you can find us on iTunes. You can just has use the hashtag uh, TTHMC because God knows. I can't even remember spelling out half the shit most of the time. Also, <laughs> you can wa- also you can watch us uh, play WWE 2K16 from the website uh, www.wegotleagues.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at WGW, um, WGW uh, lower – I forgot the little space fucking thing on there. Uh, <laughs> what it was called. WGW – uh, space WGL. You can look us up there, and we normally have links to our Twitch uh, of matches. You can catch all these great guys actually giving, putting their all in these uh, matches. You know, watch those and be a nerd. That's what I do because God knows nerds rule the world. Be sure you're following at Oversell Podcast on Twitter, and I'm also Derek D E R I C K Oversell Facebook.com/slash Oversell Podcast. And uh, check out OversellPodcast.com and click on the Amazon link right underneath the main player. There's no extra fees. There's no hidden fees, anything like that. All you have to do is shop, shop, shop like you would on Amazon anyway. And we get a small kickback to anything that is made. Be sure to check the blog, TalkRadio.com slash Shark Dropper. And folks, we are going to get out of here. Thank you so much for listening. Download, subscribe, rate, favorite, share. 